Welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, there is such a thing as a social contract. And if you want, kick your heads back, open your mouth, and I'm going to spit some pre-chewed knowledge into your mouth, baby birds. Because this is getting to be an annoying thing. People don't seem to acknowledge the social contract anymore. And it has to do with demanding things without any sort of work up to it. It's like, first of all, and this is, some people are going to, this is going to come across as, as mean. And oh, I'm sorry about mean. Take your feelings, cram them up your ass. But there is no expectation of me to do or give or see or say anything to you unless you have it coming. By the same token, I don't have any pre-expectations of anything you owe me. So when it comes to happy birthday, how's it going, you know, compliments, things like that, I don't owe anybody anything. And if you want those things, fine, develop a relationship and earn those things. I had somebody the other day tell me that I, they really felt like I owed them an explanation. And it was for a situation that had nothing to do with them. It wasn't even intensely personal on my end. It was just a, that's something I was up to. And they said, well, you know, you never really explained that to me. And I said, it had nothing to do with you. And they happened to mention, they said, well, the social contract asks it. And it's like, I'm not sure you understand that. It's an awful big word and concept. Are you sure you don't want time to study this? And at that point, they got angry. But that's fine. I spend a lot of time explaining shit to people that they just truly don't get. It's like the idea that you can fuck around for your entire life, whether it's you didn't finish school, you got messed up with drugs, you had six kids and no husband, or you had four kids with three different wives, and guess what? All three wives ran out, and you have three kids, and suddenly it's on my dime. It's up to me. I have to fix things. And when you suddenly say, well, I'm going to change my life, and I expect things to be handed to me now because I've made this great change. Eh, sorry. You went far enough down the fuckhead road that you have to, like, come back. You have to earn some coming back on it, on this. Now, that sounds mean, but it's also a version of cosmic and karmic tough love. Nobody has to give you a goddamn thing. Least of all me. God, I'm actually at the end of that line. Once the cosmos starts throwing shit your way, by all means, come back by. Until then, cover your own shit. It was kind of funny. I saw one of my favorite things is, is naive or and or young people who suddenly find themselves in a position of popularity. I won't say authority, but in this case, it's actually both. It's authority and popularity. I'm talking about uh, AOC, the young fledgling congresswoman who really, she doesn't think well on her feet. And when she does, even, she doesn't think well with thought out shit either. But somebody said they had this entire thing that she wanted to do and give people. And, and it was a huge entitlement program that she's proposing. And somebody made a comment about bootstrap. Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. And she on a, I think it was on the drunken live feed. She's live streaming on Facebook. And she's had one too many glasses of Chardonnay in her, you know, million dollar penthouse that she's living in. And then she got pissed off because a reporter that found out it was a million dollar penthouse, like, shouldn't have said anything. 
but she goes on about it's physically impossible to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps the laws of physics and it's like oh wow where do we start with that one and i don't know that it's essentially an on her thing i think it's almost on a generation that epitomizes the dumb get it the wrong way and don't correct yourself thinking of the millennials and or a bit of my generation too I had a millennial the other day tell me they said well why shouldn't we be upset because I happened to comment that you know millennials tend to if they don't know who to blame they have to stop in place and find out who to blame before they can go forward and she said can you blame us we've been fed this whole you know you graduate you get a degree and you're going to have a great career I said you know that hasn't entirely true for my generation either i have a couple of friends who have dual masters degrees and they're just basically permanent students one's a barista and the other one just lives at home and doesn't have a job she's too busy going to school and they just they're permanent students they're permanently generating more money with the government that they owe that they're never going to have to pay back so that's why anytime somebody gets into that Why don't we just forgive all student loan? Well, because when you make a deal with a financial institution to you want to borrow money and you're going to pay it back, you actually have to pay it back. And if you got a degree for something that there is no job market for, that's on you. And there's a lot of folks saying, "Well, when I started there was no bullshit." There's never been a job market that just disappeared to the point that the degree is worthless. I know people that have psychology degrees and they had no intention of ever getting a psychology degree or not psychology degree, a job in psychology. And that to me is just mind-boggling. It's one of those things like what the hell are you thinking? But it brings us back to the social contract. The social contract is work hard, apply yourself, use a little common sense and you'll get ahead. Somebody remind the millennials of that. But if you take all of this, roll it all together and look at it with a very logical eye, we come to today's episode, move your own shit on today's caffeinated humor. I have very carefully tried to eliminate all chances in my life of allowing others to shit on me. but it still happens. However, even as crappy a human being as I can be as cranky and especially on days where I'm low on caffeine, there's still one area of generosity I never restrict ever. I help people move. More than that, I am the get there early and stay late guy. And of course, when you put it out there that you are available for residential relocation day labor, there is every chance that at some point a friend Maybe a new friend, maybe an old friend will decide to cover you with shit. Well then hose me off in the yard because it happened again. And the one thing I don't get is when I move, it's like a parking lot of Home Depot 10 minutes after the border patrol shows up. In other words, crickets. There is nobody there. Okay, that was a a crappy line for a lot of reasons, but and this goes out to you to those who did laugh, and eh, you're going to hell with me. Just so you know. Now back to moving. The rules of the unspoken moving help etiquette are pretty clear-cut and dried. 
hasn't changed in decades, and if you are the helper, here are your top three rules to live by. Number one, show up. Harder than you think. 75% don't. And I personally never forget. My mother's nickname for me is Bitter Mac, and it's got a lot to do for the fact that I don't let go of shit. Number two, don't bitch. I will tell everyone you know, including your mother, that you whined like a pussy about the weight of my sectional couch. Number three, don't leave early. Who the hell leaves after one load? I mean, seriously. And then throw the excuse at me, well, I wanted to help out at least a bit, but I knew I couldn't stay. Say, so, eh. You got a good look at that ottoman, and, and then you decided you couldn't stay. That and the bureau and all the other shit I gotta move. You can rephrase those any way you want. It all comes down to more or less those three. Now, on the other end of things is the movie. There are responsibilities on that end, and they are fairly chiseled in stone. But you would be shocked at how many people forget and or act as if they don't exist these simple guidelines. Number one, have your shit packed. Don't make me wait to move your shit while you're doing the hasty pack. Or worse, ask me to help you pack. I'll put your rock collection in with Grandma's China. I don't give a shit at that point. If I look like your mother, ask me to. If not, don't. And it's kind of one of those rhetorical things. Don't ask. Don't answer it. You're just going to piss me off. Don't th feed me weak excuses. Just have it packed and ready to go. Number two, provide lunch. Shitty pizza or even supermarket fried chicken is going to work here. It's not the quality. It's the gesture. Number three, if I'm hauling your shit in my car with a trailer attached, you're paying for gas. Don't ignore this one. I almost hauled people's shit back to their old house. Don't go cheap, motherfucker. The moving help side of things is really the lazier of the two, hence the 75% no-show rate. This number is not made up, and it's got a lot to do with the fact that it's not their ass in the fire. They have no skin in the game. So it really just comes down to their own personal... You you do have a bond, but don't worry. People will, will cut the bond of friendship in a heartbeat if, it, if it's inconvenient. So it really comes down to morally and in the back of their head, how do they behave? In the back of my head, eh, it's my father's voice. And it's, God forbid, you don't act like a man in this world. Get off your ass, pick some shit up. Now you would be shocked how many movies know the job, know the rules, and still violate them. And as I said, I never forget. You want my help in the future? Tough shit. I hope they throw your shit in the street and homeless people steal it. And I mean that sincerely. And before I come over, I'm bringing coffee. <music>